Hello and welcome to Loving Your Garden with me, Rod Whiting, group founder, our regular horticulturist, John Sterland. Give him a wave, John. And a regular guest <laughs> on Loving Your Garden, renowned garden designer, David Stevens. In Good evening all. Between <laughs> our sponsors, Fitzgerald Lane Decorators. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, we'll get around to gardening uh, matters in a moment, but uh, it would be remiss of us not to mention the passing of our dear Queen, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, I, I think by now we've just about come to terms with the sad news, and uh, we thought it would be fitting to have uh, David along, because I won't say he was besties with Her Majesty, uh, but you were certainly well acquainted, David, weren't you? Well, through through Chelsea, through the Chelsea Flower Show, really, Rod. And um, as you and John know, um, on the press day, the royal family come round after five o'clock on, on the Monday, and they all come. I mean, it's a, it's a big sh um, show for the royal family, and uh, they're all keen gardeners. Uh, the Queen and the Queen Mum before her, because I remember her coming round the show. Um, the now present King, Charles, he came. Uh, on a number of occasions, and I've privileged to meet them all, really, because they they came around the gardens. If you win a gold medal, they do tend to come on, and we have been lucky to have won a few of those in, in the time. Um, but all I can say was the Queen was utterly charming. I mean, I hate to think how many gardens, Chelsea gardens, she must have seen over the years, hundreds, I would imagine, but she was always inquiring, polite, inquisitive, and really looked at everything that was going on and, and made comments accordingly. I mean, as an exhibitor, you couldn't say more than that. I mean, she was fantastic. She really was. And they all were, to be fair. And, you know, they, they were super, really, and, and very approachable. There was no – the Queen was – I know it's been said before, she was a bit like your mum. She was friendly. There was, there was no – the difficulty. I mean, you was say, had to say, "Mom," and that. Uh, but apart from that, she was absolutely charming. Absolutely charming. Well, there, there you who's, are. Now. Who's that <laughs> handsome chap? Yes. <laughs> oh, the one, the one behind me. That's. He was the chairman of EMI. That was a garden. That, that was actually EMI sponsored the the show for that year. Um, which was, you know, you get one one company that normally sponsors the show, and EMI did it that year. And funnily enough, through EMI, it was fascinating because I met Cliff Richard, I had to interview Cliff. Vanessa May came on the garden and played violin. So all of the EMI stars were also involved with the garden at the same time. So I mean it was a it was a fantastic year that. Really, really good. But obviously meeting the Queen, I think, must be the highlight. I would flatter you and say that was uh, just a couple of years ago, but uh, <laughs> I, I suspect that's probably a while ago. That was back in the probably late nineties, I suspect. Okay. Um, in fact, I think it, yeah, it was. I think it was ninety-eight or something like that. But you know, we we don't grow old as gardeners, do we? Do we, John? No, absolutely not. No, but, I'm just slightly whiter, I think, in that in the, than that photograph. But uh, yeah. I was the mayor of Buckingham. They always called me the old grey mayor at the time. But, but <laughs> <laughs> no, the the thing is, David. Obviously, from that time right the way through to now, she has seen some changes at Chelsea because years ago it was it was the good old rockery and yep. you know you'd have yep. you'd have the normal garden features and they'd be there, but now it's changed so much, hasn't it? It's changed it's very a lot much environmental yes. led, isn't it? 
I think that's obviously coming to the fore now, quite rightly. But as you say, the the rock garden bank then, which was the slope that was in front of the road and the river was just on the other side, yes. was just that. It was all rock gardens. And I was lucky enough to um, to build a couple of rock gardens there. And uh, But we did try and build them so they would replicate something you could have in your garden. And I think that's one of the important things about Chelsea. And I feel sometimes now that um, some of the gardens we see at Chelsea don't. Um, They are magnificent. They cost a huge amount of money, which Mm -hmm. I'm not that keen on. Um, But some of them, to be honest, you couldn't take them home with you. I mean, they're they're (laughs) exhibition pieces. They're theatre, but they're not in some ways a real garden. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. What are the best sort of shows? I mean, well, of course, we know about uh, Grantham and Beaver Castle uh, Flower Show, which is a very, uh, I think, very realistic, isn't it, in terms of how it displays the the, show I think Beaver Castle, to be fair to Andy Tudbury, he's worked hard on that show. He started it from nothing, and it's only four, it was four years old this year. And he's done a remarkable job, and it is going from strength to strength. Um, I think my favourite show is the Spring Malvern Show. Mm. I think it's a lovely show. I think it's in a way like a big county show. It's on that lovely showground that's underneath the Malvern Hills. Um, you get some terrific gardens there, and it's it's a good horticultural show. Uh, the problem with Chelsea still it, it's it is too crowded, um, and if you're a short lady, it's almost impossible to see. <laughs> It is, honestly, because there's a mass of people and you can't see over people's heads. It's not not fair in a way. And it's Hampton Court is much easier to get round. It's a bigger showground. As many people go, but there's more space for them to be, you know, to, to be further apart and to see the exhibits more easily. And, of course, you can now, but you never used to be able to buy plants at Chelsea. So from the grower's point of view, that was always a difficult thing as well. But Hampton Court, I think, would be second on the list. But for character, I do think the Malvern show is an absolute little mm. great show. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Good evening to Thomas Gustafsson. Uh, you probably just saw his comment flash up there from the south of Sweden. Yes. Uh, hello, Thomas. Nice to nice to see you with us uh, this evening. Thomas was telling us last week, David, it was four degrees. Was it? Where it... <laughs> oh, we have a lovely, lovely twenty-one here today. It's been warm. It really has yeah. been pleasant. And, uh, uh, yes, I'm wondering when or when autumn is actually going to come. It was a lovely morning this morning. It really was autumn. There was a bit of mist. And yes. It, oh yes, this is autumn. We're uh, getting the heavy heavy dews on the ground in the morning now. Yes, too, absolutely. We? Worms are wrecking the lawn. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> I don't know Might about be. you, John and Rod. I, I always go out first thing in the morning and just have a look around the garden because it's the best time of day in many ways yeah the light is lovely uh, it's that it smells fresh yeah it's lovely it really is nice and if you cut the lawn the night before that that smells just fantastic well it, i finally got my nematodes uh, today i've been waiting for weeks and they finally arrived uh, today uh, so they've got to be watered in to, against the dreaded chafer grub um, oh, over yes. the next uh, few days. Uh, that's, temp- well, that's temperature, John, isn't it? Get, do you need the right temperatures for that? Yeah, you've got, got to be above 10 degrees. The soil's got to be above 10, 10 12 yeah, degrees. Yeah. That's no problem at the moment. No, no, okay. no not at all. No. Right um, for another couple of weeks. David, I don't know whether when you talked to the Queen, whether she ever mentioned a favourite plant or anything, but I, I can always remember going to Sandringham and and talking to the head gardener there that this was back in 
um, 84. And it was really good because we went round the grounds and there was this magnolia. It had got poles every. The branches were held up with poles. I says, what, 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 what's going on here? He says, oh, it's one of the Queen's favourite plants, oh, yes. favourite shrubs. Yes. And he says, we have to look after it. Yes. <laughs> the responsibility. She was, she was a great rosarian and she was a patron of the Royal National Rose Society. Yes. And I was happened to be um, their landscape designer and she came to the Rose Society as well. She was a, a great rosarian and, and the Queen Mum um, was as well. Uh, Queen Mum was a patron of the Rose Society, so they 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 loved their roses. And of course, many roses have been named after both of them. Absolutely, uh, there's, there's a real connection there. But uh, she did love roses, absolutely no doubt about that. And what else? Uh, flowers from from May until Christmas. You've got to love roses, haven't you? They're the most fantastic plants. Yeah. They're really, really the only thing that's really looking good in my garden at the moment is all the roses. They look fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I mean they've had a the Renaissance because haven't they? Because they did. Many years ago, they sort of went out of fashion because a, a garden was basically a lawn with roses round it. And if you got a little bit more advanced, you built you you took a border out in the middle and had roses in the middle. That's it. And, oh, um, yes, and when garden centres came along and everything yes. else um, came, they went out of fashion a little bit. But David right. Austin. Yeah, Harry, Harry Wheatcroft, bless him. Yeah. yeah, but front gardens would always have the path of the standard roses up either side, wasn't it? Yes. And then Lobelia and Allison underplanted. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can, I mean, I started landscaping in the 1960s, and I can remember bedding schemes out like that with Lobelia and Allison at the front of the border alternately, wasn't it? Yes, and yes. Cambridge blue was the favourite one. That was a lovely colour. Still going. It, it's still going. Can yeah. Crystal, Crystal Palace is still going. Yeah, Cambridge yeah. Blue. And um, Alison is now, it was, I mean, everybody used to just call it Little Dorrit. I mean, that That's was it. a variety, but yeah. you can't get Little Dorrit anymore. But it smells fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it does. The bees love it as well, yeah. yeah. We, we had quite a few people posting pictures of their Queen Elizabeth roses uh, in yes. the last few days, and they're all looking absolutely spectacular. Yeah, because it's the... Queen Elizabeth II, because the Queen Elizabeth is a floribunda that's been going for years and years, isn't it? Oh, well, uh, I presume I presume it would be the opposite. Be another uh, one, Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, 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 yeah. fabulous. Yeah, um, I must say hello to uh, Sheila Batham, who's joined us because it's her birthday today. Oh, uh, I only know that because uh, I saw it come up this morning on on Facebook. <laughs> so uh, happy! I hope you've had a happy day there, Sheila. The wine is flowing. <laughs> talking of which rose hip wine you can make some lovely wine out of rose hips that's uh really oh yes well there you go confirmation the wine is flowing uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of wine is flowing rod yeah yeah she loves it's her so roses and uh, there are some lovely roses uh, in in flower that in flowers that she's received today and she bought her four standard roses for the garden this year they've been absolutely spectacular Excellent. Yeah. Well then, sure. <clears throat> to know. While David's on, yes. Um, and what David, I don't know whether you've noticed um, on the loving your garden. We've had a lot of people who have got flowers out at the moment that come out in spring, and um, yes. it really yes. is. There is a lot this year, and I explained the other day that basically it's um, it's day length, 
and we're now in the same day length as those plants would flower in the exactly. spring. Yeah. And with the fact that we've had a dry, a very dry summer, some of those plants have sort of gone into a sleep. They've woke up again. The buds are there and yeah. they've flowered. Yeah, they've I've flowered got, again. And this is what yeah, we yeah. do very often get it, don't we? I've got a couple of things. I've got Cistus lucitanica decumbens, the small one. That's yeah. come back into flower. I mean, not as much, but, you know, it, they yeah. definitely come. And wisteria this year. Wisteria is oh. coming back into flower all over the place, aren't Wis they? Wisteria, they've been putting on new growths and they've been flowering on those yeah. new growths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mine's done the same. I've yeah. got a couple of cowslips out at the moment. They've um, They've done a little bit, but lots Lovely. of people have have seen it and it is that phenomena it's basically more day length that um, affects plants than anything and of course the late flowers i mean my stigma is just looking unbelievable at the moment and i've never seen so many bees on the thing it's just full of bees it really really is it's oh yeah i mean it it is one of those things isn't it i don't i don't think you need to look at the garden and say well um oh i must look for plants that are good for bees i think basically if you if you plant a garden you'll find that bees go on most of those flowers that they you will. pick yeah it was a, a people thought for years all oh, you've got to just plant indigenous plants but the thinking now is plant anything exotics again with indigenous and the bees and the insect life will come in just as much in fact probably more there's there's a bee or an insect that will go on any plant it really really is yeah because yeah, rose rosie hardy did tell us yep. that she told us that it's not just bees it's yep. flies beetles yeah. all sorts yeah. they're all pollinators yeah, but yes. there are some plants that really do attract them. I mean, I've got uh, a, a bunch of ceanothus, not ceanothus, uh, caryopteris going down the uh, the path. Yeah. As you walk yeah. down, you can just hear that that yeah. hum yeah. as yeah. all wait, of these bees. Yeah, wait till the um, ivy's flowering, and it'll be wasps all the way. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love they love ivy. They really the budlet, do. The budlets, of course, are still going strong. Um, yes. I've just bought a short-growing budget. It's called Longdon's, something or other, Longdon's yes. Grow Specialist Budliers. And this one only grows to about 1.2. And it, yes. it's, a lovely, it's a lovely thing. I, I'm really, I'm, I've got it in the ground and I'm really looking forward to it next year because it's a smashing-looking plant as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, there are there are some crackers. I, I went to a nursery and bought two for three pounds and about to look wait and see what's come one's yes. nanu blue which i wanted anyway because yep. it just flowers and flowers before we went on holiday um the pentstemons <laughs> had just bless you john <laughs> people forget how how well things respond from deadheading before we went on holiday the pentstemons had just about finished flowering and i pruned them all and now they're in full flower again and it's really amazing that, uh, you know, if you do deadhead, and I, I was a bit sceptical with penstemons, but no, I cut them all right down, not right down, but I cut them well back. And they're full of flower again. They're flowering as much now as they did on the first time round. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That takes your flowering season on later, doesn't it? So whereas before those things would have finished, now they're flowering again. So it's well worth deadheading. This is Thomas uh, from Sweden. He says, I remember the Queen Elizabeth rose, not QE2, from my mother's garden decades ago. And I've got Yes, it was. It's an old garden it's, today. 
it's an old variety. It's a beautiful, rather very tall. It used to grow nice and tall, a bit like Fred Lodes, but a different colour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a name, isn't it? Good, yeah, Fred Lodes. Fred Lodes, by Gordon, that's going he, back some. He was a was he a Gardener's World? One of the original. Yes, he was. He was, wasn't he? Percy. Uh, yes, Percy. that was it. Yes, Percy was my first boss. <laughs> Percy Thrower was um, worked for ICI. Plant Protection Division. Yes. And uh, at the time when I started down at Zion Park, Percy was over overall control, garden controller at Zion Park. And he was a tough old so-and-so. I mean, he was proper proper parks man, wasn't he? He told you how to do things. Oh, yes. I, I, and Arthur, I, Arthur Billet was my first boss. He was in right. charge of Boots Agrochemical Research right. Station. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was it. And, um, yes, he, he always... He always used to look round for jet petrol whenever he went anywhere because it was always a penny cheaper than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I remember. I can always remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A couple of uh, jobs that we, we just to remind, uh, I suppose, uh, that we should be doing uh, spring bulbs, John. We need to be. Oh, yeah, those yeah. Get, get those. You've got to keep getting, Not getting tulips. those in. Too warm for tulips. <laughs> bit, bit warm for tulips. Yeah, get but get them. I've got my tulips because I wanted the what I've got this special special one i've got it and i've got them in a paper bag now in as cool a place as possible and i'll put them in in november what's the special one john oh it's queen oh good lord i knew you'd ask that (laughs) (laughs) i haven't disappointed queen (laughs) goes with age john that forget yeah i know it david i know that i know (laughs) that you're doing but what you get to the thing that I was always taught, particularly with um, with DAS, plant them deep enough. Oh three yes, t- at least three times the depth of the depth of the bulb. So if you've got a King Alpha, which is a good stonking great thing, yeah. it's got to go at least six <laughs> inches down in the ground, doesn't it? Really? Uh, yeah, we we mentioned this last week, didn't we, yeah. uh, Rod, yeah. about planting them deep enough because the soil above is their support. Yeah, I think the the mistake we were talking about is that I've made often um, is you, you look at the depth that it says to plant, and you think that's the depth of where you put the bulb, but it's actually above the bulb, isn't it? That's the space above the bulb, uh, which if it's a big bulb can make a big difference. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, lawn scarifying. Um, I've got it to do tomorrow, so that'll be my one of my jobs. Yeah, tomorrow. nice gentle scarify. It's um, don't go too mad. Um, just give it a nice, gentle scarify. Our, uh, our groundsman always used to say scarified right the way through summer, just very, very lightly. Every now and then, after a couple of mows, you just scarified lightly, and it kept the grass upright. And the mower used to, obviously, they used to use a 12, 12 blade mower. You know, you're looking at something three or four thousand pounds. What about aeration, John, as well this time of the year? Yeah, it's always worth getting some air at the roots of any plant is just as vital as water. And and weeds. Uh, I've been round with the uh, the glyphosate today. You have. Well, all weeds are germinating at the moment. Perennials want to become perennial before winter. Exactly. And once you and once they become perennial. They take a heck of a lot of getting rid of. 
So I've, get I've, rid of them while they're still young. Yeah, I've got one because you get the odd thistle because I've reclaimed my lawn back from what was basically a meadow. I've got some of the big old like spear th thistles. Yeah, and I've got one of those weed extractors. They're great. You go in the ground and you rootle them out and you get the whole thing out. It's and it's quicker than glyphosate. You've got the thing in your hand and burn it. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're a good tool, those, you know, they, those widgets that get beat weeds out. And it's a very Widget. satisfying business to get that do them. So what, what, what is this? What device is this? Well, it's like a, you twist it in and it's mine with mine. You push it in and it's got two like forks on the bottom and you you twist it round and then basically you can gently lever it and the whole thing comes out of the ground, the weed, without leaving a huge hole in the lawn. It's like a snake's tongue rod. Exactly. Uh, yes, I've got That's the little it. ones. I've yeah. got the really tiny ones that we can get those tiny little roots out mm. that go down to Australia. What jobs are you doing at the moment, David, apart from a bit of weeding? Anything? Well, deadheading, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what I'm doing. Because it's a new garden, I'm looking round everywhere because – I mean, I did, a, and I'm, you know, we're professionals and you do a planting plan. I planted everything, but there's still a few things that aren't right, not quite in the right place. And when they, they die down in the winter and I get drift to plant, it's going to be the devil's job to remember exactly what plants what when all the foliage is off it. So yeah. I'm actually putting labels on the plants that I want to move uh, because in the winter, then I'll know what the flipping things are. Otherwise, you're going to be digging up the oh, wrong ones and you'll be in real trouble. So always remember in the summer or late summer, if you're going to move things, particularly hardy perennials, which are going to die down, some of them it's okay, things like um, you know, the rudbeckias and echinacea. You can recognize the seed head. Yeah. Some things you don't. So label them up and then you'll be able to move them and put them in the place that you actually want them to be. I'm doing a lot of tidying up. The leaves are coming down. There's a big eucalyptus next door and it's dropping its flipping leaves all over the place. I know it's an evergreen, but they seem to drop more of this time of the year. They really do. So a lot of it's kind of consolidation at this time of the year, yeah. sorting out, looking, look ahead. I think that's yes. one of the prime rules, John, of gardening, isn't it? Don't just do things because you see they need doing think what you'll be needing to do in the winter and then that leads on to the spring and your garden when it starts to grow again everything hopefully should be in the right place and being able and of course you know we're going to be mulching and feeding in the winter get some decent well-rotted manure in all of those sort of things once things have died down fork that in um, and the best tool i think is, is one of those border for stainless steel border fork the lady's size one, not the big headed job, not a digging fork, but the smaller, smaller one. It gets in between everything and you can yeah. rootle around and just yeah. work in the compost. It's a I think it's the best tool in the tool shed. Fantastic tool that. Yeah, I must I must admit a good uh, a fork is great. I've got ordinary fork, but it's worn down now, half its half its length, the uh <laughs> <laughs> and it's just about right oh, for me dead. now at my, at about, my age it's just spot inch, on for me three inch times on it then <laughs> <laughs> that's it i've worn i don't know how many spades i've worn three or four spades in my life but um i wasn't yep. called titch marsh didn't be called me digger for know, yeah. no that's right I've, I've got a shovel and the shoveling of course i all one one side of the shovel's worn off so it's a kind of diagonal shovel now and actually i've got to get a new one because it's a flipping nuisance to use it but i won't get rid of it i like it you become <laughs> sentimentally attached to it is. You, get used, you get used to tools you really do well tools tools work down don't they to suit to suit you exactly. in a way 
Yeah. 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 And yeah. the longer you can keep, I hate it when you think, oh, I've got to get a new hoe or something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't want a new, I don't want any more new tools. I'd r- just rather keep using the ones I've got now. And well, the secret is buy decent tools. Yeah. Spend that bit of extra money because they will literally last a lifetime. Don't buy the cheap stuff that bends and twists and breaks. You know, it's spend the extra money. It'll be money well spent. Good investment. Shrubs are the backbone of a border. Uh, mm. They give you that structure. They give you that. They, they, they define the space. And then the hardy perennials, you work in around that. And then I tell you what I've got in my garden that's been there forever. Uh, and uh, Little heartsies, the little pansy heartsies. Oh, yeah. Yes, they're yeah. everywhere and they almost form a complete ground cover at the bottom they're the colors on them and they're just there's flowering now they flower and flower and flower and flower um, yeah. so don't <laughs> clean everything up in your borders you just you've got to recognize the leaves and they are wonderful as a ground cover you're mentioning I'm, where to get plants from uh, david um you've got to be careful mark I, I know mark will tell us this a lot of plants come from in italy yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of nurseries around Naples, that area. And if those plants are coming, you know, at this this time of year, they are they've been in Italy and yes. they're going to go straight into our garden and have to go straight into winter. And, you know, you've got to be really, really careful. That's yeah, and um, in spring, and they'll, they spring, they'll spring, they'll harden off. They should be okay. yes, exactly. They've got the summer it, to harden yeah, off, haven't exactly. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, a lot of stuff comes from the continent. I mean, it used to be Holland, obviously, but that's okay because their their climate's not dissimilar to ours. But the further mm. south you get, the more that problem is uh, is applicable. Really is. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. bought a couple of anemones uh, from Rob, um, probably about the same time as you bought your stuff, David, and. Uh, the, the, one of them is is absolutely magnificent. In fact, I look over the top of the screen, and and there it is, flowering beautifully. The other one uh, hasn't done a solitary thing. I mean, it's okay, but it hasn't done anything. And you guess which one it is? Not it's frilly the, knickers. It's the frilly knickers. <laughs> the frilly knickers. So I'm hoping it's just the first year. And, you know, yes. it's a bit shy. Yeah, always give them a year to get but, yeah, but ne- Next year she'll Absolutely. give me a flash of the knickers. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lovely plant, isn't it? It's a super flower. Oh, it is. Yes. The wonderful thing about it is an enemy that doesn't spread. You yes. know, it spreads. It gets bigger, but it yes. doesn't send all those long roots out that come up you know next door and oh, you know around the back of your house and everywhere yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. i mean i always say to people don't be afraid to take a spade to to a rampant plant just you know chop out the bits you don't want you, you can always pass them on to friends or whatever but uh, people are shy to to get in there and you you know be firm with plants you're the boss to be honest yes yeah, yes, uh, absolutely. You know, don't, don't be shy of, of, of taking a spade to things. Right. Well, I think that's it. Gentlemen, thank you very much. David, <laughs> as ever, it's a, it's always a pleasure. And yeah, Thank uh, you, Ron. It's always a pleasure to come on with, with, uh, with John with his um, gargantuan experience. It really is. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. Wonderful. Thanks ever so much, David. Really appreciate your nope, time. Absolute and, pleasure. Uh, Thanks, Rod, Dan. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Look forward to it. All Thanks, the very John. best. Okay, cheers. Bye. Cheers, Cheers, David. Okay, well, always lovely to see uh, David and uh, particularly hear his stories about uh, about meeting Her Majesty. Um, You've not met the Queen personally then, 
uh, John, which surprises me. I would have thought. No, no, I haven't. I've, I've been in the same party as her at, to Wolferton down near Sandringham for the um, Retriever Championships many years ago. Um, but um, you speak to the Queen when you're spoken to. So, yeah. um, yes. So, well, um, I, was, I was explaining earlier to do <laughs> off, uh, off air, so to speak, that uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to a garden party about 10 years ago, along with uh, Jeannie, my wife. <laughs> and uh, I naively thought that uh, it would be uh, me and a couple of hundred people, you know, and we'd, we'd get hobnob with the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> fool <laughs> so i was somewhat disavowed of that when we arrived to see another two or three thousand other people yeah. uh, uh, we got trampled to death uh, oh. when the uh, majesty came out of the palace so that they all got up to the tape first and get pictures uh, you'll have to do a garden at chelsea that's the way to do it no, <laughs> well to see the king hopefully now oh, the king yeah 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 yeah, yeah. right well, john lovely. well thank you so much uh always a pleasure Thanks to our sponsors, Fitzgerald Lang Decorators. For a free quote and advice on any project, go to their Facebook group, Fitzgerald Lang Decorators. That's L-A-I-N-G. Uh, if you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe. Tell your gardening friends about us. Check out our Loving Your Garden Facebook group. Be inspired by our friendly and knowledgeable members. Until next time, bye. Cheers, everybody. Bye. bye.